Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just thought, okay, it's time. It's time to to just get this off your chest. We've inadvertently alienated men in certain ways. And one of the biggest, most awful, grossest ways that we do it is by withholding sex. Ask yourself really, truly, and honestly, do you know what a man wants? Do you know what a man needs? Do you know what makes him tick? Have you really, really devoted any time to intentionally study and understand your partner? Throw the the hot fucking sex on top of that? Oh my God, it just gets funner and funner with this guy. This stuff turns me on. My, My clit's throbbing right now. It, like, just the thought of men being men is so attractive to me. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Happy Saturday, guys. How's everybody doing today? I hope you've been having a fantastic week. Today's going to be a little different format, you guys. I'm doing something kind of strategic, but kind of off the beaten path. Um, You know, back in year one, I did an episode that was just for women. I was just speaking to women, and that caused a big brouhaha. People didn't like it. Guys didn't like it. (laughs) It's when I really started talking to women. I was talking to them about how to date casually, and it's where I brought up my concept of pair in the spare, and uh, I got some nasty hate mail about that, and I also got some bad reviews specifically like a guy saying, I used to listen to your show, but I'm, you know, I'm not listening anymore after this episode. (laughs) So I had, apparently that's when it all started, the journey of me pissing people off with my opinions about sex. Anyway, it's been a long time since I've done an episode strictly for the ladies. And guess what? It's going to be today. Today is the day. I'm kind of nervous, not going to lie. This episode's been sort of in me for a while, and I haven't quite known what to do with it. I'm just going to speak off the cuff and let it rip, and let's see what happens. I also strategically picked a Saturday because generally my downloads are less on Saturdays. (laughs) So I'm kind of being a chicken shit with this one a little bit. Because, you know, the chances are less men will be hearing this and it's really for the ladies. And so I don't mind if the men listen, but, you know, I really, really want to speak to the women today. And I know my audience is about, you know, it ranges from 60, 60, 40 to 70, 30 men. I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, but maybe closer to, you know, the 70, 30. And it's, 
it's kind of that that margins moved around a little bit over the years. And I can tell by the feedback I'm getting, obviously by voicemails and, you know, messages. And also, you know, I can see general statistics about who, you know, downloads and or who's visiting my website, you know, just kind of sex and age. I guess if their browser happens to have that information. So it's not, it's not fail proof, but again, I think it's pretty solid for couple that with the feedback I get from people. And and I, I feel that's a pretty safe number. So I really want to speak to the the minority of my listeners, I guess, is that's my long-winded way of saying that. I really want to speak to my minority listeners today. And um, I think this episode is important to do. And I got to kind of say, you know, what's been on my mind. But before I do, I happen to get this voicemail. This is actually kind of what prompted me to do this episode, because I felt like, First of all, the voicemail is excellent. Second of all, it really, I think, brings home my point and what my concerns are and what I want women to be aware of. And it was completely just random that this guy leaves this voicemail. And I I just thought, okay, it's time. It's time to, to just get this off your chest. So first of all, let me play the voicemail. This is from Elle. Hey, Layla. First of all, I want to say, like, I love your sexual energy that you just let it out there like like the world would be so much better like if everybody would just embrace that and bring it out and like let it be known like all the world's problems could just be fixed right there um i think you've been mentioning that like the dynamics have been changing a lot i see a lot with women, you know, my wife's very feminist, um, and it seems like there's a lot of anger behind it. There's a lot of, you know, I need to put men down, kind of how they used to put women down and control them, and it's kind of switched. And, you know, my wife doesn't necessarily put me down, but she doesn't build me up, you know. So the feminist dynamic, it seems like there's so much anger. I'm... I love women being becoming more empowered, but if they can be strong with the men, like they can be strong together, you both can have a balance in your feminine and, and masculine dynamics and, and be able to come in and out of those and mesh together. Yeah. I just feel like there's a, they have a hard time getting back into the feminine. So, it's one of the problems that I've seen um, in recent, but um, just want to get to uh, recently you had, or a couple months ago, you had um, a procedure done, uh, the, the O shot. And I wanted to hear a, a, um, how that went, you know, it's been a couple months. I haven't heard anything recently. Uh, I know, a couple of weeks after you were loving it, um, wanted to see if that actually like upped um, desire, or you know, just because you're feeling more um, lively in there, and um, if that up desire, um, up the intensity, or what really the uh, couple months after effect um, is. Um, I, I would love for myself to get the P shot, and then my wife to get the O shot. I think you know she'd be more willing. You know, if I was uh, doing the same. Um, she'd be more willing to, to give it a go. Um, if not, she, you know, like, oh no, you just, you're just wanting more sex and, you know, which I do, 
you know, we uh, men have a huge desire. Oh, another thing I want to mention is being wife had I had sex for, you know, say a month. And I, you know, say I'd been jacking off and, you know, that kind of helps to do a man a little bit, but not really, but we had sex and I, I didn't even last very long, you know, minute because <laughs> it'd been so long and I was so excited. I was flabbergasted and she kind of just run it on me and like, Oh my God. Yeah. But I was so high that day felt amazing. Like, it's amazing how much a difference that made. Like, I was so ecstatic that day. I was just glowing. Um, you know, it's not coming. It's not because I can. I, you know, I can do that with myself. But it, it's just amazing that whatever, you know, chemical release happened, having that connection with her, even though it wasn't, it wasn't good sex, even, you know, but... It was, uh, it was, it's, it's just crazy. The, uh, whatever happened, you know, I was absolutely going, but, uh, um, thank you. Um, I'm happy to be, uh, listening to your podcast and keep you better. Okay. What'd you guys think of that? Wow. That hit me. That whole voicemail, it just hit me. I think you, maybe you guess, you can guess where I'm going to go with this. I'm, I want to talk about the things that I have learned about men over the years. Because when I first started this show, I was, you know, just doing this just for me. It's supposed to be a fair year. I'm going to create my sex bucket list. I'm going to knock some things off. I'm random. I'm anonymous. And I'm going to document it for myself because I was very interested in who I was becoming and what this made me if I went out and did all these slutty things. But, you know, my intention was to kind of do this. This would be a thrill, a secret that I had always that very few people knew about me. I had this wild side and, you know, and then I just jump back into vanilla land and leave it in the rear view. Well, obviously, here I am seven and a half years later, that did not happen. But I'll tell you, my original intention grew into something else or slowly kind of meshed into me actually taking the time to sit and pay attention to men and what they want and what they're about, and how they're wired. And really, the more I do this show, the more I kind of realize, like, this is about my just really, my, my complete fascination with men, my desire to want to understand them better, and know what makes them tick. I mean, men are always so fascinated with us, and they try really hard to figure us out. I mean... <laughs> They really do, ladies. I mean, they're they're reading books about love languages and men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And, you know, now, the, you know, it's the new, you know, oh, attachment styles. I mean, listen, this is traditionally feminine stuff. They want to learn about our chakras, our third eyes. I mean, like, they'll try anything. I don't know if they believe any of that stuff, but they will try it because they want to be close to us. They want to understand us. And I don't feel, quite frankly, that we have done even close to the job that they have done when it comes to that. And because of that, we've inadvertently alienated men in certain ways. And one of the biggest, most awful, grossest ways that we do it is by withholding sex. 
as I've been out there dating, these voicemails like L and these men like L, they are out there. I mean, he, listen to this man. He loves his wife. He's thrilled to have sex with her. God, I hope every time I have sex with a man I love, he sounds like that. He's that excited. He's walking around in the afterglow just like I am, that it makes him happy too. Do you know, I mean, that he feels connected to me. And we've overlooked this fact. We've overlooked the fact that men actually do have these types of feelings about sex for us and with us. You know, I mean, and he's not even saying like, hey, you know, just like meet me halfway. Uh, I'm okay with the feminist stuff, you know, just, can you just kind of meet me halfway with it? I mean, we have beaten these guys over the head with this stuff. And here's the thing, ladies, men are very, very adaptable. They will adapt. They problem solve. They can adapt, but they, but mark my words, they're going to find a solution. Generally speaking, the solution that a man would find to a sexless marriage or one where he feels he's denied or starved sexually, you're not going to like that answer. You're not going to like that solution. I don't condone that behavior. I don't think two rights make a wrong. Every adult is responsible for themselves. Sorry, you cannot say somebody forced you to do something, to react poorly in a certain way. No, you chose to do that. You just got to own it. You chose to do it. And people make mistakes, mistakes happen, all that stuff. But I really feel like, you know, through this seven and a half years, what I've just found is that men are so fascinating and they, I love what makes them tick. Many of you women out there, you you are sleeping next to the man that if you have an intruder in the middle of the night, He's going to rise up and protect you with his life. He's going to die trying to stop this person from coming onto his turf and fucking with you, hurting you, harming you. That is incredible. And you know what? Men would do that for a casual partner because they're wired for it. It's just the way they are, it's who they are, it's in their DNA. And it's these little things. I mean, you're sleeping next to, the man you're sleeping next to is a fucking killer. Put in the right circumstance and the right provoked enough, that man is a killer. That is so fucking sexy. If that doesn't make you want to fuck him, I don't know what it is. So you sleep next to your personal bodyguard and you won't even fuck him. Come on, (laughs) we can do better than that. That to me is really sad. And what I really just, what I'm, I'm not trying to bash, you know, this isn't about bashing the ladies. What I want to do is get you to think about it and ask yourself really, truly, and honestly, do you know what a man wants? Do you know what a man needs? Do you know what makes him tick? Have you really, really devoted any time to intentionally study and understand your partner. How many hours have you put into that? And and how many hours do you think are worth putting into that? 
Because I guarantee you probably haven't done in, you know, very few to zero intentional hours. I don't just mean passively because you live with someone and or you know, you're married to them. A lot of people are married to people they don't even really know. But how much time have you taken to invest, to study, to sort of master, gain mastery through your knowledge of your partner? And why not? Men are so interesting. I just, it's one of the most, it's the best thing that's come out of this seven and a half years for me is that I never took the time to really understand a man as my counterpart. This is my counterpart. This is who I'm designed for and they're designed for us and we're designed for them. And that's such an important role in each other's lives. It's part of, it's like half your life is, you know, on the other side of you. Why don't we give a shit about getting, you know, to understand what they want and what their needs are and what their feelings are and, and then do our best to every day in some little way, work towards that, make him happy, whether it's by having sex with him you got to negotiate that, right? Maybe you don't want, you don't, you know, maybe, maybe he wants it every day. <laughs> maybe you want it one, you know, or none, but you, ha- you got to find, okay, then maybe twice a week, you got it. You have to, you have to negotiate, but you can't just leave these poor guys high and dry. And here's another thing that's really sad and that I've become more aware of the word, the term dead bedroom. Do you know there's 20% sexless marriages? That's right. 20% of all marriages are sexless. I've seen higher. I've seen a little bit lower. I'm averaging it, guys. 20%. I mean, that, but, oh, you know damn well that those guys are not happy. Those guys are miserable. And I think The definition of the sexless marriage is if you're having sex less, 10 times or less a year. Men don't sign up to get married to be celibate. And so there's some women that will just flip, you know, flip a switch one day and they just decide it, we are closed for business and no more sex. Did you hear how happy Elle was about having sex with his wife? A minute. That lasted a minute. He could have been like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. No, he didn't care. He was so happy for that one little minute. <laughs> I have often said men, men are easy. They don't need a lot. I mean, really, come on. You can't give your guy a minute of affection daily. One minute. I mean, I think, you know, we've really, really gotten to extremes And the feedback that I'm getting and what I'm seeing from guys out there now that are dating, it's, man, the landscape has changed, you guys. It's ugly. (laughs) I just learned a new term the other day. I think I'm going to do an episode about it. It's called dating fatigue. Yes, I have it. I absolutely have it. No, I'm sorry. Online dating fatigue. Oh, I fucking have it. That's what I was just like, why don't I, why am I so burnt out on this? I'm, it's, I've got online dating fatigue. I don't want to fucking do it right now. I'm perfectly happy with my situation with Mr. Big, HK, and Nico. Oh, Nico. I got some Nico stories, but that's those are that's that's in another episode. Um, <laughs> see what you got to look forward to. 
Oh, that Nico. Oh my God. That guy never ceases to amaze me. And just again, like he's the, like all these things masculine about him that just turned me on so much, you know? And and we're just, we, you know, he and I, we're just casual, but even it, it doesn't matter. Even in a casual situation, I want somebody's interaction with me and their experience with me to overall be a net positive. No, we're not skipping off into the sunset. Nobody's under any delusions about that. But I want this to, you know, the time that you have is the most valuable thing. Why don't you, I mean, it should be spent well, and hopefully you appreciate it and the other people around you appreciate it. And throw the hot fucking sex on top of that? Oh my God, it just gets funner and funner with this guy. And I believe very strongly that relationships can be maintained over the long haul. They can continue to be fun and exciting and adventurous. And do you know what you got to do to get there? Well, have sex with your partner. No, that's <laughs> just kidding. Wait for it, guys. You know what you got to do? Be honest. Just live an honest life. Be honest. If you're denying your guy sex and you have shut it off, there is something or a lot of things you are not being honest about because it's not about them. Try living your life being radically honest. I work as hard as I can to do it. It is extremely hard. I am nowhere near perfect with it. But I'll tell you what, throughout this whole seven and a half years and juggling different men and all of that, you know what? You know what has made it, like they said, the funnest is being honest. Being honest starts hot, sexy conversations with your guy. Being honest generates fantasies. Being honest generates a bond because when the communication starts and you feel like you're bearing your soul and you're starting to learn something different about your partner and they're seeing these other sides of you and now they're hooked because they know, holy shit, this person's still a mystery even after all this time. Because when you continue to talk and when you continue to open up and you continue to divulge and you're always honest about it, you are actually kind of hard to, to guess you keep people guessing because it's really hard to know everything about someone. But when you're putting up a persona and you're holding, you're towing that line, you be, there's parts of it that become predictable. But if you're just honest all the time and they don't really know what's going to come out of your mouth, <laughs> it's very fun, guys. You'll solve a lot of problems very, very quickly. Trust me, especially as females. Men, not so much. Sorry, guys. It's easier for the women because you guys take criticism a little bit better than we do or what could feel like criticism. But a lot of what's happening is just the lack of communication and women, you, you know, we're unilaterally making these decisions and especially about the sex. I've got to keep harping on the sex because men need that connection. And when they don't get it, let's face it, a bunch of single men freewheeling it out there without the supervision or good guidance of a good woman next to them is a bad idea. These are, you know, we don't think of men as killers. The men are fucking killers. Men are dangerous. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that we just have to respect and understand how they're, how they're built. We like to say, oh no, not my man. But I'll tell you what, it's like I said, in the instance that you have an intruder coming through that door, yeah, you want that caveman to step up. And he is in there. 
but he's, you know, you can't be the one that's suppressing it and putting it down. You have to know that it's there and you also have to respect that he restrains it, which is fucking hot too. I mean, like, oh my God, this, this stuff turns me on. My, my clit's throbbing right now. It like, just the thought of men being men is so attractive to me. And that, because that doesn't mean disrespect. That means, I mean, men respect us a lot. They do respect us a lot. Again, if you don't think so, just listen to that voicemail from that guy. I have had so much sent to me over the years. And it's not just, you know, it's not just getting to know the guys that I've dated over the years and become close with, or even spent just a short amount of time with, you know, people very quickly will open up and tell me stuff. And I start to get a sense of who they are because I, I'm curious. I'm genuinely interested. I want to know about them. They don't always reciprocate that for me, but it doesn't matter. It's not, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, because, because I care. I can care on a one-way street. It's not, it doesn't bother me. My ego doesn't have to come into play with that. A lot of women, you, you know, we're still like, we have our ego going, especially when it's with someone that we've been with a long time, but, but it doesn't make any sense to do that. That kind of stuff and miscommunication and weaponizing sex, it leads to bad places. It leads your relationship in a place that you don't want to be in. And it's very easy to change and it's very easy to turn around quickly. And I know that people, a lot of people are unhappy with their current relationships. And I'm hoping that some of these ideas sink in. You realize that they, you know, logically they make sense. And that you can turn stuff around or change things or set a different intention, you know, for a new relationship. Oh, but I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. And I think I, I think I kind of derailed myself, but I was going to say, do you guys listen to Jordan Peterson? I love him. And he, I don't know, I was listening to one of his interviews and he said something that, you know, he said, well, men are dangerous and they damn well better be because, you know, that's what they're supposed to be. And it's so true. I mean, men are. And when you really get to know men, you know, you when you really start to, I guess, pay attention, as I think from the, you know, from the outside looking in, not being a man and really starting to try to dig around in there and just scratch the surface even. It, you know, there's so much to know. I don't know that much still when I feel like I put a lot of effort into it and I'm fascinated by it. But literally, I mean, you know, women, you're, we're sleeping next to killers, cavemen, you know, they can kill somebody with their bare hands. I don't think I could. I don't think I can kill someone with my bare ha hands like a man can. Um, I could kill somebody with a weapon, but <laughs> I don't know if I could do it with my bare hands, like literally, but they're just, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not glorifying violence. I'm just saying they have it in them. And because they have it in them, they control it every day when sometimes I get so pissed off, you know, somebody cuts me off in traffic or, you know, or I want to flip somebody off. And I'm just thinking, you know, men, they go from zero to 60 so much faster than we do. And they control that shit. So I got to say on some levels, they're more, they're more highly evolved than we are. They can fucking control it. I've seen women act way worse to men. And they're lucky that the man that's on the receiving end of it is controlling it because you know he could just go, pop, lights out, bitch, and that's it. But they don't. And it's damn sexy that they have that much control. 
I think that's why, honestly, I think that's why I like the the BDSM because I know like, oh my God, it's thrilling. It's a little bit thrilling in the sense like this guy could snap and I pissed him off pretty good yesterday. He could snap. (laughs) But it's the fact that they don't. It's, you know, it's amazing. And to me, it's sexy as hell. And I just, you know, I, I feel bad, you know, when I get, when what I hear from guys, a lot of the times is, you know, they say that there's a lack of appreciation or recognition, obviously lack of, you know, intimacy, physical closeness, there's communication issues. Just like us ladies, men can feel like their partners don't listen to them and that they're always being criticized. And like, that would crush us. You know, like we don't like to be criticized. If we get criticized by our partners, it hurts. Well, I mean, I don't know why it's a novel thing to think that if it would bother you, it would bother a man. It's kind of common sense, but I remember, I remember one, one person in particular, he knows who he is. We were driving along and I, I was starting to to say, I was complaining about you know, the other guys I was dating or something or, or, or just all the dinglings in my inbox. And then I said, and I just can't believe that. And he stopped me and filled in my sentence. He goes, what, that men have feelings? That men feel things too? Yeah, we do. And I was silent, like stone cold silent. Because that's exactly what I was about ready to say. That's where my head was at. I used to think like that. And I was kind of like, whoa. And I had, I had always, I mean, I had pretty much always thought that. I'd never, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever seen my dad cry, maybe once. And it was, it was weird to see because in my mind, he's, this is like, oh, my dad, he's rock solid. Like nothing shakes him. And I think in that moment, I felt insecure just seeing it. Like I didn't know how I felt about him seeing me see that. So yeah, men, obviously, you know, it's in there and and they don't get get to let it out very often. And we probably don't let them. And I'm not saying they want to. I'm just saying we got to be open to that too. The things that would hurt our feelings can hurt their feelings too, because, hey, shocker, you know, they have them. I think it's hard for men that we will overthink things and create unnecessary drama. And I certainly have done that. Probably still do. <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Of course I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, yes, I can overthink stuff. But but you know what? Men aren't going, ladies, men, the men are going to want to problem solve for you because they care about you. And that's, they're just trying to be like, hey, okay, let's fix it. And a lot of times we just want to complain. I know, because I love a good, I love a good bitch session more than anybody. Do that with your girlfriends. That's what your girls are for. Guys don't handle that well. That's your girl's night. Let that be that. A lot of times we don't have the same values. Men are protecting and providing. So if you're spending all the money and you're not being physically responsible and you know you're blowing it and you don't have any financial discipline, that's not good. (laughs) That's bad. You know, this poor guy, I mean, 
think, just think for a second. I, this is another thing I really appreciate about men is, you know, is there, they will go out and fucking work. They are not snotty about it. Like we are ladies. If they have to work, they'll do what it takes to provide for their family and their partner. I mean, it's a, it's just like, it's a pride thing. It's a man thing. They are going to do it. They would work two jobs, three jobs, jobs that nobody wants. They will bust their ass. And men are going to do it either by busting their ass through multiple jobs or one very strenuous job or by adding extra hours. I mean, you know, they will, they're, that, they're away from home. You think they like that? I don't. I tell you, I, as a reformed workaholic, I can tell you it's fucking exhausting. It's exhausting. It's stressful. You, you know, you've never produced enough. You've never done enough and it's constant and you have, it's, it's competitive and it's go, go, go. And you're only as good as your last job. And you have to keep moving forward always with the same momentum that brings in the money that you need. And there's always something that threatens that whether it's things out of your control, like the economy, you know, weird, COVID weird shit, or, you know, things that, that you can control, you know, like your partner working against you <laughs> and spending the, and not being, you know, not appreciating what the other person's bringing in. That goes both ways. I'm not just saying, but, but generally, you know, women will stay home more than men will. A lot of people, I know a lot of people have dual incomes, but the same thing is, is someone's, you can still have a dual income. If you got, it only takes one saboteur to wreck that plan. So, you know, this is, these are things that men, you know, stress about. I mean, I'm just telling you what they've told me over the years. I have talked to a lot of men, the different, you know, the different ways that you parent, the fact that you don't want to spend any time with them, your leisure activities, you know, you don't want to go anywhere with them. You'd wreck, I don't know why. I've heard this a lot. You won't want to go and just, maybe, I don't know why, you know, maybe it's because he wants to do something that he wants to do. And maybe you don't want to go bowling and he wants to bowl. You know what? Bowl for, bowl with him. You know, again, you just make a concession that you, we have so much women, we have so much control over relationships. It's unfair. It's unjustly unfair, but we really do. But the problem is when we take over and run the show, we brew a lot of problems we just don't want. And I think we, the quality of the relationship won't sustain itself. It won't. Nobody's going to be happy. You may stay, everybody may stay together. You're not happy. He's not happy. So you've got to Again, like I said, the radical, you just start the radical honesty and try it for 30 days and give him a compliment. Do something nice for him once a day for 30 days straight. Don't expect anything in return. Just sit back, conduct your own little experiment. See what happens. Be radically honest. If he's like, ah, oh, you know, he's putting the moves on, he wants to have sex and you don't want to. Why don't you, for the very first time, admit why you don't want to? Why don't you just say, hey, I know you're always initiating, and I'm sorry, I know I've always been not wanting to. Um, actually, maybe I'm not sorry about that because the reason I don't want to is, boom, start a conversation. Or don't you want to do that? Just start initiating, even better. Just start initiating. 
be radically honest, give him some form of affection every day and a compliment for 30 days. See what happens. It doesn't have to be over the top. And the affection can be, can be just walk up and grab his butt, rub his back, tell him he's good, you know, good hubby, whatever, good partner. I really appreciate this. And do that for, I'm telling you, a lot, I think a lot of the things that you're not happy with are going to very quickly start to change. That's my, that's my thought. Uh, so I want to say, you know, ladies, men are so interesting. Just pretend that you are back in college and you're now studying men's studies and your job and to get your degree, you've got to know everything you can. You have to really start to understand and appreciate the type of creature you're you're, you're choosing to be with. Because I don't think there's enough understanding for that. But once you do, once you do start to understand it, man, I get more and more impressed with men all the time. And I see there's so many good ones out there. Now, but there's also, but a lot of them, ladies, are lost. Right now, there's I just see this big chunk of men that are kind of a little lost, <laughs> and they want. I mean, but they want they want to be found. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're in the lost and found. <laughs> Go get them. No, I mean they're just oh, really really great guys out there. So I mean, of course, there's ding dongs. We all know that. But the rule, you know, I want to f- wanted to focus on the things I'm saying during this. I know there's exceptions to all this. I understand that. But let's focus on what the rule is. The rule, the general rule is that most guys out there are really good guys. And they're not trying to keep you down. And, you know, we don't need to go out and bash the patriarchy and all that stuff. We need to respect men and value the, you know, our counterparts. Because you know, we are each other's yin to each other's yang. I hate to sound corny and cheesy about it, but when we get it right, we really do compliment each other. And you really can find someone that really, really does compliment you and in ways that, I mean, you'll, you just want to climb over, climb all over them all the time. Like you're going to want to hump their leg, their knee, their hand, their face, everything. (laughs) Because every part of them is sexy. I mean, you're just like, and you can maintain that. You absolutely can maintain that. But you have to keep wanting to dig around in there and getting to know him. And you have to just appreciate and, and stop trying to fix it, correct it, change it, just appreciate it and what it really does bring you. Mm. And men try, you know, men try so hard in bed, ladies. They really do. We do not. Most of us do not. Think about it. And the ratio of guys to who are trying to study, you know, how, how to be better at oral sex, how to make her squirt, you know, what to do with her body. Most guys are trying. They want to know. They want to give you all this pleasure. They're all about it. They're like, let me in there. How can flip that? Flip that over. Can we say the same? Can you say the same? Most no. 
You know, most women are not focused on really wanting to be hone their craft, up their sex game, get some new skills, allow themselves to be taught in that area, not be offended if you're not doing something exactly right. And not just thinking that, you know, you are making some big sacrifice by spreading your legs and laying there like a dead fish and let them get in, getting a couple pumps in while you don't even, you know, you're really just treating, that's disrespectful. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, that is disrespectful. And you're not doing him any favors. He's probably just like that, the, the video I did, no thanks, I'd rather masturbate. He's probably thinking that too. Really. I mean, you know, that would hurt your feelings if he was just like, oh, okay, well, get on. Let me see if I can keep it hard. Are you done yet? Oh my God. Women would be just like peeling paint off the walls with their screaming. No, that's, we would be so upset if guys were treating us that way. And that's the way some people treat their partners. And I don't believe it's intentional. I believe it's a you see you don't get there overnight. It, it's these slow little things over time that get you to this place that you kind of go, fuck, how did I get here? I don't even recognize this spot I'm in with my partner. How do we, what happened? It's just by being complacent and not wanting to deal with things. Then you got a fucking shit storm, but you can fix it faster than you got there. That's for sure. Because really the beautiful thing about men is they're so quick to respond to you and your kindness and your affection, like really quick. Now, if you've treated them poorly for a long time, I mean, you may, you may, it may take a while, but I guarantee you it's a lot faster for them to change than us because we have long memories and we love to pick fights and we love to complain and we will beat them over the head with it seven years from now, 17 years from now, as long as it serves a, our purpose. <laughs> that's, that's how we are sometimes. We hold grudges. So ladies, a lot of this is just easily fixable because we can fix it. So again, like I said, I hope you will take what I'm saying to heart because I've been hearing it and hearing it and hearing it for years. And I also hear it from, you know, these are guys, random guys that just write in. And I also hear the same stuff from guys that I've gone out with and not, not, I'm not saying these aren't the married guys. I'm not going out with married guys. I'm saying the guys that had girlfriends or told me about last relationships or maybe, you know, um, ex-wife. It's, I hear consistently the same thing. So it's not a fluke. (laughs) This shit's happening. and. I think it's easily fixable. That's why I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do this episode. It's not my usual MO, but it's important to me because men are important to me. And I really, really, like I said, my respect and appreciation for them has grown immensely, immensely. I am so glad I did this. I'm so glad that I get this knowledge, that I get, you know, that I get to sort of start to really understand. And admittedly, I'll, I'll never really understand, but I'll never stop wanting to understand and I'll never stop being curious about it. And the more curious you are and playful, again, that's just what's right behind that is sexual energy. And it's just, I think it's very similar. 
You know, if someone's, I think if someone's curious about you there in some way, they're flirting <laughs> because you're just, you're, you're fascinated by them and you want to know. And I guess it's a non-sexual way of flirting and it can be, it can be not because it's someone you're going to have sex with, but just shows that, you know, I'm genuinely interested in you and you should be as you should be, Right. Don't you want your partner curious about you? Don't you want him to just like think you're this mystery that he always is wanting to go deeper with and uncover more with and explore more together and then also sexually? And that's where the good bonds are. I'm telling you, every one of my friends that is that are happily married, which are not very many, because it's I think it's the normal ratio. I think it fits right along with, you know, most of what we're seeing, but they have excellent sex lives with their husbands and they know how important it is to them. They know how important it is to their husband and they are, they are damn sure not going to deny them that they're not going to weaponize it. They're not going to use it against them. And they make sure that that gets prioritized. And when their husband wants to do it, they try their damnedest to never have to say no. They don't, and they, the things they don't want to say no, they love, they love that bond. They love that bond and that closeness. And if you don't get it from, from your partner and if you're staying monogamous, I mean, then you're not, where are you getting it? You're not getting it at all. But the thing is you do not want your partner outsourcing that part of your relationship to some other woman or some other man. Trust me on that. You do not. That is a big old just problem you don't want to have. I mean, come on. If you're not in a relationship to meet the needs that are required to be in a relationship, what are you in a relationship for? You so, oh, you're just going to outsource some of it? That's ridiculous. You can't outsource that stuff and it will get outsourced over time. As I said, men are problem solvers, they're innovators. <laughs> and in this, in this instance, the internet and everything and all these online apps make it so easy. They just have to reach out and pick someone. It's at their fingertips. So please don't think that you can't drive even the best of men to cheating if you're denying them sex. They're going to get it somewhere. All right. So again, ladies, the ones that are listening and think they could actually affect a change in their relationship if they took my advice, I want you to, like I said, for 30 days, just do it for 30 days. Don't tell them, don't say anything. Just do it. Be subtle. Don't, you know, just, just start doing it and see what happens. A compliment, initiate sex, or bring up the subject and start talking about it. 30 days. It'll change a lot. I guarantee it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Don't worry. Episodes like this don't happen, but once, but, uh, you know, I guess at this rate, it, well, about at once every six or seven years. So you're safe. <laughs> if my ratings go down, so be it. But I really, this was important to me and I appreciate you taking the time to listen and consider what I've said. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that it's helpful. Okay, love you guys so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. 
Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 